0: This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 723 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. And today we have Katrina Hood. She's the CEO of, you ready? Steel Blue. Katrina, I love that name.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you, Charlie, for having me. I'm excited to be here today on the Good Neighbor podcast. Um, yeah. yeah. Steel Blue.
0: Yeah. Phyllis and I know our listeners have got all right. cool name, but what exactly is it? So, Phyllis in on Steel Blue.
1: Yeah. So, Steel Blue is a business and executive coaching firm. I'm located here in Southwest Florida. I help uh, businesses um, around the, to build strategy. Um, to develop, develop their infrastructure, um, to grow their processes, um, just helping them in the ways of development and growth and execution of those those ideas, which
0: is so so important, right? You know, many of us get in business because we're very good at whatever it is, right? And then all of a sudden we get overwhelmed because we're so good at it because we're so passionate that more and more people want us, right? <laughs>
1: Indeed, indeed.
0: And then it's like, either we have to clone ourselves or figure out a way to, to grow this company. And that's Absolutely. where you come in, right?
1: Absolutely. I think that the, you know, the, the biggest strength about entrepreneurship and why I got into it was helping people to really make their vision a reality. And oftentimes when you start a business, like you said, you're really good at what you do, um, but you really don't have the business acumen. So really building sound foundations in, within your business I and mean, processes to help you really grow and develop. We understand that the stronger the foundation, the higher the building can go. So we really want to help businesses to have that foundation early. But if for whatever reason you've been in business 7, 10, 15 years and you haven't built it or you've built it in your head and it's dependent on you, then bringing in someone to help you with process and, and, and really develop those, that infrastructure is helpful.
0: I love that. So the stronger your foundation, the bigger your business can become. That's Absolutely. So, wow. Wow. And, you know, I guess a, a big part of what you do as well is, is not only help us to achieve our vision, but maybe go
1: beyond that. You know, it's like, exactly. uh, yeah. So my so my tagline is I love to fuel audacity while building vision. Right. And right part of entrepreneurial journey is the audacity like the the idea that you can dream bigger that you could want more that you could you know go beyond what other people have already done and i am i like to be the fuel in that process i like to be the one who says how can we let's figure this out there's never really a no there's always a how or when or where but there's never really a no we tweak as we go we understand that you know, a lot of times in business, we're building the plane while we're flying it. And yeah. so I like to be that fuel that just sits behind the entrepreneur and helps them to continue to, to build that vision. So I kind of fuel that audacity. I love doing that.
0: <laughs> I, love, I love that word audacity. You know, it, it just this is kind of off script a bit, but I just watched a, uh, this is not a good set up, uh, a show on, uh, uh, I think Apple, you know, whatever uh-huh. it looks like. And it was, uh, I don't know if the name Adam Newman rings a bell at all, but uh, he, I guess, started the company WeWork. I knew nothing about it. and But, you know, business show, I thought, ah, let me check it out. Yeah. Talk about Audacity. I mean, if you watch the show, it's called We Crashed. And uh, actually, it's very good. Anne Hathaway and Jared Leto with the two leads. But, um, you know, there are. There are lessons both good and bad to be learned on that show. But, I mean, you talk about conviction and someone with audacity. I mean, you got to give it to the guy. He he pulled it off. Absolutely. Up to a certain point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then we crash. And then yeah. we learn. And that's the thing that I love about the entrepreneurial journey is that we understand that part of growing and developing as entrepreneurs is that we will crash, right? We will make mistakes. We will have failures But what are we learning from them? And how do we build a stronger foundation once we make those mistakes in order to be better at what we do? Which is the other side of,
0: I'm so afraid I'm going to make a mistake. I do nothing.
1: Right. And you probably run into that pretty often. Absolutely. The fear of failure can be paralyzing. And so we just have to continue to do the work as entrepreneurs, you know, um, Every, we hear these stories over and over again, whether it's through WeWork or whomever, Facebook, everyone who talks about how they started, you know, on a scrap of paper in their basement, in their college dorm room. And you hear all these stories about, you know, how they built this thing from scratch. Um, But rarely do we hear about the failures, and there are plenty. Um, and there are, you know, they, they happen for every single successful entrepreneur, that, yep. that there is a yep. moment of failure. So yep. I think that part of the journey um, that I am on with entrepreneurs is letting them know, because I do get to speak to a broad network of, of leaders and, and CEOs, that this, you're not the first. You're not the first to, you know, have an idea crash. You're not the first to have to reset your business. You're not the first to have to go after un- non-traditional funding in order to expand. You, there are so many people that have gone through this failure and successfully so don't recreate the wheel, don't operate in fear, search it out, ask the questions, look for people who have had experiences like you, you'd be surprised how many are out there and you could learn from. I am big on watching someone else fail and learning from that failure than I am from you know failure through life lessons. So if I could see how someone else failed and successfully got out of it, I'm all about that. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, I, I, it, it's like what you do, you, you help, compressed time for people. Right. Rather than me going out and making a mistake here and there and learning from it uh, and then fixing it. You go, hey, Charlie, um, let me let me guide you here because, uh, you know, here's an example. One, two, three, four. And this is how we can get there a lot faster without you. Hey, it's fun to do it all by yourself. I get it. But, you know, it can be also painful.
1: And the beautiful thing about having a strong and a good consultation team, someone, a consultant on your team that can help you to grow and develop, is I know little about a lot, right? What I do know a lot about is building infrastructure within your business. And so although I may not know a lot about the widget that you build, that's your expertise, I don't want to learn it. I don't want all the intros of how to do it. It really is about fueling what you already know, what you already understand and building that infrastructure around it. So the biggest thing for me is figuring out ways to help you with your big idea and how to get that big idea to the marketplace in a successful way. Instead of you know, not sharing. Sometimes people don't share because they're like, oh, well, I'm afraid to do that. Or I'm afraid that, you know, people will think yeah. it's a dumb idea or it won't work. It's always about how, when, and where it's never about a no. It might not be now. It may be later, but we're going to figure out how to get there. Love it. Love it.
0: So what about your journey? Tell us about what led you to what you're doing now.
1: So, um, I started, I, I worked in business development in, um, for Fortune 500 companies for many years and absolutely loved it, thought that that was going to be my career, big corporations doing great things to help them grow and develop. And then I lived in New Orleans or near New Orleans um, on the North Shore, and Hurricane Katrina happened. And at that moment, I was thrust into a whole transition, as you can imagine. The company I was working for, big industrial company, said, you know what? We're going to close down our, we have no territory, right? It washed away. And we're going to close down this market for a minute and we're going to relocate all of you. And they were trying to send me to Bentonville, Arkansas. And I got out there and I was like, yeah, no. So this isn't going to <laughs> outside of Walmart, God bless getting Arkansas. It was pretty vast and it just wasn't the place for me so I decided I was going to step out. Now I had volunteered for many years on different organizations and charitable giving and um, I had worked on a campaign as a volunteer for our first woman mayor, mayor in our city. And so I called her up and said, hey, Candace, I'm, I'm kind of bored, don't have a lot to do. What do, you, what do you guys got going on down there? And so we decided we'd work together um, with the city to do basically do um, a big marketing campaign to tell people where to put the refrigerators and how what time trash pickup was going to happen and how what to do with the debris. That evolved from a little segment we would do on Fridays down in the park where people could come down and get free food to, you know, okay, how do we get uh, reimbursement for the small businesses that were helping us? And then we developed a 501c3 and then that evolved into what services we could get in and SBA and all of these other entities, FEMA, that were helping small businesses I went into work for the Chamber of Commerce there shortly thereafter, doing exactly that kind of recovery for small businesses. I did that for uh, five years and then got married and moved here to Naples and worked for the Chamber here in Naples in business and economic development. So loved it so much. But I missed terribly working with those small businesses that I had a very intimate relationship with, helping them to recover, learning their story, learning how to help them. So um, I stepped out on my own and started Steel Blue just so that I could get back to what I loved. And I found my purpose in that moment. Like it was the hurricane kind of blew in my purpose. And, and this is what I love to do.
0: And Steel Blue, where does yes. the name come from?
1: So it's twofold. Uh, blue is my favorite color. I'm from Louisiana, so I spell it in French, giving kind of homage to my Cajun French roots, right? Yeah. And then steel is an amazing metal. It is pliable. It bends, but it doesn't break. And it reminds me so much. It is at the foundation of every large infrastructure, every skyscraper you see, every building it's it's at the foundation of it, and so, but it's pliable, right? So it, it takes a licking and it keeps on ticking. Um, there's so many um, amazing properties of steel blue that just reminds me not only of myself, of my community, but also of the resilience of entrepreneurship. So every time I think about steel, um, it just reminds me of of what what I do and what I love.
0: Yeah. Ben, but don't break. I love ben, it. but don't it. break. <laughs> How about mis, misconceptions in your industry that you can speak to? What do you hear?
1: So, yeah, you know, the biggest misconception, I think, or, or overused term is coaching and consulting, right? Everybody talks to them. They're a coach or a consultant of some sort or, or form. And so, you know, coming into this industry and really having – 20 plus years of experience. You know, I think that when you're looking at consultation for your business or for any area, you really do have to look at two things, the expertise and the experience. How long has this person been doing this? Not just their business as a consultant, but what's their history before that, that validates the fact that they could come into your business and advise you? What are their successes, right? Their expertise is like who have they worked with and how? what are the successes of those businesses that, that they've worked with? And then their passion for what you do, because a lot of times consultants want you to conform to what they are used to doing. They have a formula, they have a format, they know what they want to do. And so they want to try and fit your business model in that. And it's never the same. For me, I of course have processes in which I you know execute consulting, but I am very, very nimble, just like the steel. you know I understand that when I come into your business, your needs may be so much different from, from the last person, even if you're in the same industry. So how do we help to, to really innovate together? And so that's the one thing I think that in my industry, that consulting and coaching term being overused, I challenge everybody who I speak to, you know, do your homework and make sure that you have the right person on your team that has the right level of expertise and experience before you hire.
0: Great, great advice. About step away from the office and uh, have a little fun here. What are you doing for fun, hobbies and all that
1: stuff? Well, I have two children um, and they keep me quite busy. I don't know if they're quite a hobby or fun, but they are two amazing little people. I say little. I have one Jordan who is 25, he just recently graduated from Syracuse, and Congratulations. He's a brand, thank you, a brand new police officer at in Sarasota. Oh, wow. And, uh, and then I have Savannah, who is 14. Uh, they are 11 years apart, so somehow they figure out how to argue uh, with that many years apart, which is really a miracle within itself. Right. But she'll be thank going you. to Naples High next year, so they keep me quite busy. On top of that, I do a lot of volunteer with nonprofits like um, I've all, I am on the board for Leadership Collier Foundation here and I help them with workforce development. I do volunteerism at my church and then my passion really um, f- is really for women and minorities in business because I feel like those are gaps when it comes to entrepreneurship where exposure and information is missing. So I am, um, you know, do a lot of volunteer work. With organizations to really help to support women and minorities in their entrepreneurial journey.
0: Wow, wow. Good stuff. How about when it comes to hardship life challenge? What comes to mind period of time you challenged, you got through it. Now, looking back, you can say, yeah, because of that, I'm better for it, I'm stronger.
1: Absolutely. I think honestly, and I spoke to it earlier, the hardest and greatest challenge that that connects me to where I am is going through, you know, the hurricane, Hurricane Katrina. And I can honestly say I got up every morning. I shopped. I ate in my little small community. Um, I had this one coffee shop that I went to every single morning and grabbed my coffee and hopped on the causeway and went to New Orleans and worked every day. But I had no connection to the small business community whatsoever. I was a patron, but never really understood who or what I was patronizing. And so the hurricane really pushed me into the intros of small businesses, understanding their story, understanding their challenges, understanding different ways that we as a community could help to support them. And so... The, that was, I think, the greatest challenge for me was finding my purpose that was bigger than corporate, that was bigger than how much money I could make. Um, but just knowing that I had this purpose and that I could make a difference in this way. And I think that for on my executive coaching side, a biggest big thing that I focus in on is helping entrepreneurs tie or individual executives tie their passion and their purpose together and really finding out what that is and finding ways to do that. And, and so that's, I think the greatest challenge was for me personally getting outside of the framework of, you know, focusing in on money and really focusing in on freedom and how can I get to a place where I am free to choose, free to challenge myself, free to do the things that are going to make a difference in my community.
0: Yeah. yeah. How about, one thing you wish our listeners knew about Steel Blue, what would that be?
1: Well, I wish that your listeners knew that my heart is connected to what I do, um, that it is a passion of mine, and that I am excited about the audacity of entrepreneurship, that I am really big on building that vision and infrastructure for Uh, businesses and their big ideas. And I want to see us build legacy. I think that in the entrepreneurial space, there's so many, so much young wealth, people under 40, um, not generational, and it's not just um, locked into, you know, what your parents left you, right? Now people are becoming millionaires on TikTok. Um, So how do they take that wealth? and build it into a generational institution. How do you build legacy? How do you make an impact? And so I really like and want people to understand that that's what Steel Blue is all about. It's about helping entrepreneurship's entrepreneurs really build that legacy well for generations to come and for their community.
0: Love it, love it. Well, Katrina, I know we have listeners who want to learn more, want to get in touch. What's the best way for them to do
1: so? So, um, first and best place is to reach out to us on our website, blue.com. and there you go to contact us page and you can send a request over and we can set up a 30 minute consultation to talk about your business and about that audacious idea that you have and how we can make that a reality.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, thank you for being a part of the show, and thank you for all that you're doing in the community, and we wish you the best of luck going forward there.
1: Thank you, Charlie, for your time, and thank you to your listeners for for tuning in. Have a great day.
0: Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com, or call us at 239-224-4105.